0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
3: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts.
4: What's happening, everybody? This is the official Lakers podcast. I'm your host, Mike Trudell. Super pumped to be here, flanked by Aaron Larsoul. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's Let's
1: get it. it.
4: I think the Lakers will be a top 10 defense.
5: Okay, you're calling your shot again. A team that has two stars or two superstars in this case, as LeBron and AD, can sometimes cancel each other out. But I think they're both good candidates for MVP.
4: I really like the way that this team uh, just feels to be around. Mm-hmm. The, the, uh, it's, a, it's a very clear message that's two stars in LeBron and AD, and it's everybody else that's on board.
5: The relationship that is developing between those two, off the court and oh. on the court, their cohesiveness on the court, I think in this case, this is a special case that the two of them will enhance each other as opposed to taking away from each other.
3: Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review.
5: Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast. Oh, This is Dan Patrick. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the It's Dan Patrick show. Come in, stay a while. Great Charles Barkley will join us coming up in a little bit. A lot to talk to Charles about, including a philanthropic idea that he has for uh, selling some of his memorabilia. He says he doesn't have any use for it. And he's got an idea that he's going to be able to raise some money and help some people. You can watch on YouTube if you like, youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show. And you can also listen on our great radio affiliates, numbering 362 around the country. You can email, you can dial us up, and you can also tweet at DP Show. Uh, a couple of things here. Uh, let me start off with, uh, you know, I think the obvious topic that's going on now is the coronavirus and how sports will likely play an important role here. And it's a scary time because it's the great unknown. It's no surprise that societal issues often play out in a very visible way in the sports world. And in a very literal way, there are large public gatherings, and now authorities will monitor those gatherings quickly. And then you've got, in what, a month's time, we're going to have uh, a final four, uh, three weeks from now, final four and championship game, and you'll have you know, 70,000 people. Or will we? There's a symbolism at play here. You may not live in an area directly affected by the virus yet, or you may not see a lot of this day-to-day, any differences in your life. But athletes performing in an empty stadium could bring the image home to millions. You're already seeing this in Italy with uh, soccer matches that are played with no fans in the stands. There's uh, a report that came out in uh, Santa Clara San Jose, California, the San Jose Sharks uh, NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament at Stanford, an MLS game, they're in doubt because what they're looking at is uh, a ban of all large gatherings of at least 1,000 people for the rest of the month in response to this coronavirus. Right now, we're You know, a country that we're trying to figure out how we're able to take action. What risk do we take? Uh, Sports is certainly not the priority, but it's part of the fabric of our lives. You know, sports brought us back together after 9-11. And for many, the games will go on. But uh, let's just hope the case for the foreseeable future is that friends and loved ones remain safe when it comes to this. We're smart about this. And I don't look at a league and say, boy, they're being overly cautious you got to be smart about this. And I think we're going to get to a point, just my feeling, that we're going we're to have sporting events with no fans. Um, I don't see this getting better. I see this getting worse. And you could still have those games on TV. You know, LeBron came out and was very flippant and uh, I think misspoke when he said, hey, if there's no fans there, I'm not performing. Well, there's fans watching on TV. It's, you know, we gather for a sporting event, It's strange how we can have these players playing against one another, leaning on each other, sweating on each other, and we're not thinking about that. But then, hey, don't put your uh, hand to your face, you know, to civilians. So I think we have to be aware, uh, conscious of how sports will look here in the next couple of weeks. And that will be the Final Four and the championship game with March Madness. And bringing these Fans together, neutral sites. I know it's going to hurt some of these cities that uh, depend on tourism. But, you know, for the time being, uh, you know, this isn't just about the sporting event, the game itself. It's about life and death and people getting sick. Uh, The number of cases here in the United States, um, it's just starting. I had a friend who uh, is actually in uh, Vietnam and yesterday went into a bar. They took his temperature before he went into the bar So if he had a fever, he wasn't getting into the bar. Granted, that's in Vietnam and, you know, what's happened overseas. But I think you're going to see a lot more of this here in the United States. They're limiting uh, the media availability for athletes going into the locker room. That's fine. I mean, that's not a big deal because they've set aside these areas that you can interview and they have press conferences, it feels like, before and after every game. But I think we're inching along there. But I do think that NBA, the NHL, soccer, uh, baseball, that, you know, they're going to be at the forefront of this. I, I don't count on the NCAA doing something as, you know, it takes them a while. And we've asked for Mark Emmert, the president of the NCAA, to come on so we could at least discuss this. But uh, haven't heard back from them, which is no surprise. But. I don't know if the NCAA is going to be that proactive and say, hey, no no fans are going to be at these tournament games or no fans are going to be at the Final Four. I think it'll take the NBA saying no fans are going to be at games or, uh, you know, if it's baseball or whatever it might be, some other entity is going to have to be at the forefront. And then I think the NCAA will react to that. But uh, scary time, and you can't help but – you know, tune into the news, and and I know you, you tune into this show as a diversion, but this does affect sports, and that's why I'm talking about it today. I'm not here to scare anybody, alarm anybody. Uh, you know, this is just the reality of where, you know, the society that we're living in right now. It's a great unknown, great unknown. The fact that there are American citizens that were on a cruise ship that couldn't even dock. They couldn't even get off the cruise ship. And you see the videos around the country. Uh, Italy is scary. That's just, It's a, it's not a ghost town. It's a ghost country. you got 14 million people quarantined. And I don't know, like classes are canceled at, at schools. You, you have to Skype, I guess, to take the class there. Like there's, there's things that are happening. And I know you look at it and you might go, it's not a big deal. You know, we're the United States. We always figure this out. Well in this case we may not have the answer. I hope we do. I expect we will. But right now I have doubts. And I think we all should. But there's nothing wrong with having taken a precautionary measure here or two. You no, know, washing your hands, doing the, you know, trying to eliminate, you know, who you come in contact with, how often you come in contact with people. You know, I understand those things. But I don't look at people and say you're overreacting. And certainly what's happening in Washington State, I saw where Pearl Jam said that they're not going to be touring. They just uh, canceled their, uh, their tour coming up this summer. I think there's going to be more events like that. You know, Coachella and South by Southwest canceled. How can you cancel those, but then you're not going to cancel the Final Four? Like, I, you know, these are questions that are, that are coming up, and somebody's going to have to answer it. And uh, I don't know if we'll have an answer one way or another, by the time we roll around with March Madness. And the reason why I say that, that's the one big sporting event that we have coming up where you're going to have 60,000, 70,000 in Atlanta for the final four. And, and do you want to go? Um, you know, even I, I went to a spin class on Saturday, and it was noticeably empty because you're in a class it's confined and people get nervous. And I understand that. Um, and you're going to see this, I think that gyms, when you go, um, it's just, it's just starting. Uh, the response we got was president Emmerich is not available, but thank you for checking. I think we've gotten that for about six years. I think they just hit that. That's a, that's an automatic reply. Automatic reply. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Paul. It's interesting though, cause you're watching the news last night. It's very scary in the coverage, but then you turn on TV and there's 15,000 people at a college basketball game sitting comfortably. and like Thursday night, I was talking to some guys yesterday. I was out, and I there's a hockey match I want to see. A college hockey match. I want to go check it out with the family. Like you're gonna to go to a college hockey match. I'm like, yeah, I wanna go. First of all, there's probably about 500 people in the building. It's not that big, but
5: you still have to comfortably live your life. This program brought to you by True Car: Buy Smarter, Drive Happier. If you're gonna buy a used car, the internet can confuse you with the vague pricing. Not anymore. Go to True Car. Get an upfront price from dealers online and uh, search from over a million pre-owned vehicles for that new car. Uh, buy smarter, drive happier, true car. McLevin, you got a poll question today.
6: Well, after that open, I think there's only one appropriate poll question. Is Baltimore Ravens guard Marshall Yanda Hall of Famer? Yes or no? <laughs>
5: wow. Of course. That's, that's exactly where I was headed.
6: I guess he retired. You've always said he's a Hall of Famer, by the way, so I'm not even going to put that on. What's point. he been, an
5: All-Pro eight times? Yeah, he's ridiculous. And he's won a Super Bowl. So how many offensive linemen have done that?
6: But people do not get fired gone, up.
5: Gone to the whole thing
6: Oh, I know. About, yeah, I mean, you've been uh, talking about Tony Baselli forever, and that barely makes it <laughs> I know. It right. <laughs> I know. Um, okay, speaking of things that uh, people don't really want to talk about, probably, uh, you haven't talked about the NFL contract yet. Is I'm just putting up a poll? Do you care if the players vote yes or no?
5: Yes or no. <laughs> and so I, I'm just approaching this, and, and, you know, maybe I'm skirting my duties as a radio host slash journalist. I just want to give you what I think you need to know. Because if you want to know about the other stuff, then you can read the 456 pages. But I just want to know, this is really about the haves and the have-nots, because you have 60% of the league that makes the minimum. And all you need is a majority to pass this. So if you do the math, 60%, I only need a little over 50%, and this passes here. I've said all along, I don't like the 17 games. The fact that the owners said non-negotiable, you're having a 17th game. Non-negotiable. That's the one item that the players had that was a bargaining chip playing the 17th game. I don't know if they're getting enough for that 17th game. That's just my opinion from the cheap seats. Just looking at it and going, if I was a player, if I was a star player, I certainly don't want to play a 17th game. If I'm a guy who's making the minimum, I do want that 17th game. I don't know what it's going to mean for the franchise tag. I don't know what it means for salary cap. I don't know what it's going to mean for... Patrick Mahomes' contract, I don't know what it means for the home schedule, the away schedule. Where is that extra game going to be played? When do they come up with this schedule? Is it next year? Is it the year after that? Those are the things that I want to know, and that's why I've tried not to bore you with some of the minutiae in here. Yeah, McLevin. Okay, I,
6: I want to make sure that I'm not um, buying any what the NFL owners are secretly selling through the press, but... I feel like there's one powerful storyline that this deal seems like a good deal now. And the NFL is in a good position with the networks now. And then you see these reports that the deal is going to be worse next year. Is that, do you think that rings true? I don't want
5: a 10 year deal. I am the players. I don't want a 10 year deal because it feels like the financial landscape is going to change. And then these players are going to go, boy, that was a great deal. I, once again, I'm, I'm not a lawyer and not trying to play one on TV here. It just feels like that's signing up for a long, long time. It feels like it's longer than 10 years because it, everything changes. You know, our viewing patterns, the amount of money that's going to be involved in this, when sports gambling gets involved in this, the leagues get a piece of that. It feels like the players deserve to get half of the revenue here. If you want me to play a 17 game, I I was told by a reliable source that they will the owners will fight to get an 18-game schedule. They're not happy with 17. But they knew they had to get to if they were gonna to get to 18, they had to get, get to 17 first. See how it feels. You know, how people react to it, how many injuries, you know, you know, the the impact it's gonna have on the playoffs. Like that those are the things that they're gonna sort this out, and then they're gonna go. We want to open this back up for an 18th game. I was told that over the weekend because I said, this is probably going to pass, but I guarantee you the owners will, you know, open this up for an 18, 18th game. And he said, you're right. Yeah, Paul.
3: And it's almost inevitable because with a 17-game schedule, someone's going to have an extra home game, extra revenue, extra everything from the home concessions and all that. Three or four years from now, some teams complain. Why? You know, let's let's make sure we have the equal amount of home games. There comes 18. Five years from now.
5: Well, you're going to switch. What I was told is one year you'll have one less home game, and then the next year you'll have one more home game. So it'll balance out. But they're still talking about the neutral site. So there's still a lot to play out here, and they moved the deadline to Saturday for the players to vote. I don't know what that means. The person I speak to uh, didn't respond to me, uh, but I was asking about pushing this back. What does that mean with the Players Association? Yeah, McLevin.
6: But if you're an average NFL player, what do you care about 10 years? You're not going to play for 10 more years. It's, such a, it's a notoriously short lifespan. So aren't you thinking short-term, hey, get this deal done now. I'm going to get a
5: raise immediately. Oh, I get it with yeah. I get it with the 60% of the league. Absolutely. But if I'm, you know, one of the stars, no. I, I don't like this at all. And I still think they need a separate salary cap for quarterbacks or remove quarterbacks from the salary cap. It, like, that's what I would want if I'm running the Players Association and be like, hey, let's just take the quarterbacks off the salary cap so we can spread that money around a little bit better with the other players. And and we floated this idea a couple of months ago, and, and they did talk about this. The owners did talk about a separate salary cap for quarterbacks. and. If I'm the you know, the players' union, this is what I would want because now I can spread that money around. We're going to make more money, and now you'll make more money because we're going to take that quarterback off of the salary cap. And you have your own special salary that you can – you can pay your quarterback whatever you want to pay him. I couldn't care less. It's the most important position in all the sports, pay him whatever you want. The other players, you have a salary cap. Then you can share in the revenue. Then there's a the 17-game schedule. Okay. But, man, you can't let the owners have what they want. And what they want is that 17th game, non-negotiable. That would make me, you know, I I left a deal when I was given a take it or leave it at ESPN because I don't don't do take it or leave it. Now, there's negotiations. There's discussion. But when I get a take it or leave it, I left it. And if I'm the players, I'm getting basically a take it or leave it 17th game non-negotiable. I don't like that. But that's what it feels like, you know, the owners. And I was cautioned when I said it feels like the owners are getting a good deal. And I I was cautioned by saying there's appearances. And sometimes those appearances are meant to look differently. And, uh, you know, I was told you got to look at it, understand these are things that are really important. And I said, okay, feels like it's always the bottom line of how much money is being made. That's that's always where I look at who won and who lost. It's like the USFL sued the NFL and won that trial and got three dollars. Three dollars. Hey, we we sued the NFL and we won and they trebled the damages and we got not one dollar, we got three. Great.
3: Yeah, Paul. I read that a lot of the players want to re-vote or want to redo their vote after their initial vote. Does this feel like almost anything They're not letting them. Right. Like, you know how you get emails about something that could be work-related, your kid's school, about your car, and all of a sudden you get a phone call, hey, this is happening today, or we're going to make this change today. Like,
5: I wasn't <laughs> told about this. You've gotten email for a year. <laughs>
3: delete, 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 yeah. delete, delete. All right,
5: we'll take a break here. We'll get to phone calls, settle on poll questions, stat of the day, play of the day, the great Charles Barkley, and uh, – Charles is great to have on no matter what time you have him on. But what he's doing with his uh, all of his awards, including his MVP and two Olympic gold medals, going to auction him off. I'll tell you why he's going to do that coming up next. 18 After the Hour, Dan Patrick Show. Do you own
2: or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com.
4: At Elixinol, our mission is simple. Improve the quality of people's lives through the power of cannabinoids like CBD. Yes, it is a tall order, but we have the knowledge and experience to deliver. We embarked on this journey decades ago, and for the past five years, we've focused our efforts on the science, research, and development of world-class CBD products. Every day, more athletes are adopting CBD as part of their pre- and post-workout routines. That's why Elixinol, the number one most recommended brand of CBD, created their new sports gel a custom blend of USA-grown broad-spectrum CBD, arnica, capsaicin, and complementary essential oils that's the perfect post-workout refresher. With no detectable amount of THC, broad-spectrum CBD provides the benefits of the whole hemp plant without the risk of THC. All of these powerhouse ingredients are formulated in a unique gel format that absorbs quickly, leaving no greasy residue. Get back what the day takes out with CBD sports gel from Elixinol. Want to try sports gel for yourself? Head over to elixinol.com, that's E-L-I-X-I-N-O-L.com, and use the code PATRICK20 at checkout to receive 20% off sports Shell today. Elixinol
5: CBD, it's kind of amazing. Dr. Charles Barkley at a moment. Will Leach, a wonderful writer for New York Magazine, has written an article and uh, just came out today. I'll read you the last paragraph. Um It would seem that a breaking point will arrive when one of these leagues blinks, cries uncle, and makes a sweeping change to current policy. If this virus plays out the way it's looking, like it might, that could set in motion a chain reaction of cancellations. But right now, every financial incentive and every cultural bias is telling the leagues to wait as long as humanly possible to make a move. By then, it may be too late. It's Will Leach in uh, New York Magazine. Charles Barkley set to join us. And, uh, Charles, good morning. How are you? I'm great, brother. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, where do you think we're headed with uh, the coronavirus when it comes to canceling games or games without fans?
7: Well, I'm not sure where we're at. I hope we don't get to that point, uh, to be honest with you. My question would be, if those fans don't come to the game, are they just going to stay in the house forever? Are they going to go to work? Are they gonna go to dinner? Like just because they don't come to NBA games or sporting events, are we assuming they're just gonna stay in the house for the rest of their life? Yeah, it's a great I mean, unknown, though. I mean, no, no, I know, I, I know, but that's the thing that's interesting about this whole debate. Like, okay, they don't come to NBA games, they don't come to college games, but I think the majority of those people gonna still go to work or go out in the world. So they still going to be have the virus uh, circulating. Uh, I mean, I think we just got to be have some common sense. I mean, like I say, if they don't come to the games, are they going to be, like I say, are they just going to stay at home for the rest of their life? But I,
5: I think these leagues are, I think we're going to have games without fans coming up. I, I think my gut feeling, and then I wonder about, March Madness and the Final Four, the fact that they're already thinking about canceling the Olympics or postponing the Olympics, you know.
7: Well, they, sh- they shouldn't They should cancel the Olympics. They should move the Olympics to the United States we're, uh, because, you know, some people, Dan, that's their whole life, the Olympics. And it wouldn't be fair to those people who've been training for basically the last four years. They should move it to the United States. We already got all the stadiums. You know, most of those countries build new stadiums and stuff that, that becomes an eyesore in history if you go back and look at what things. The United States, we can do L.A., we can do Chicago, we can do New York. We already got all the stadiums built. But there's people whose whole life revolves around the Olympics. And I just don't think it would be fair to cancel it. Like, even when we boycotted the Olympics one time, that really wasn't fair to a lot of people who, like I say, the Olympics are a really big deal to certain people.
5: Talking to Charles Barkey, Hall of Famer, Turner Sports, NBA analyst. Um, Where do you stand on the uh, MVP race right now? Is it a a race that's over?
7: Not over. Uh, LeBron is gaining. uh, But Giannis got the lead in the clubhouse. Uh, You know what's interesting? LeBron has played great. But Dan, can I ask you a question? All right. Who was the lead scorer against the Bucks Friday night for the Lakers, and the lead scorer for the Lakers Sunday against the Clippers?
5: Anthony Davis.
7: Okay, just checking. Uh, you you would not know that by all these these asses on television. Hey, LeBron's been great. LeBron's been great. But I was like, wait a minute. I know LeBron's been great, but and I understand there's that Kobe narrative. Uh, LeBron playing for the Lakers. You know, everybody want to be sentimental, and that's understandable. But from day one this year, Giannis has been the best player in the world. They're on pace; they were on pace to win seventy games. Uh, and LeBron plays with Anthony Davis. Uh, that's that's a big deal. And it's interesting. I hear some of these fools and clowns and jackasses get on TV and say. Well, Giannis plays in the week of Eastern Conference. I mean, you mean like LeBron when he won all his MVPs, and he played with loaded teams, Bosh, Dwayne Wade, Kevin Love, uh, uh, and uh, Kyrie. So I'm curious. See, you can frame the narrative how you want to, Dan, but I just don't think it'll be fair. Giannis has been the best player from day one, uh, he doesn't play with Anthony Davis. LeBron's been amazing, but I understand all these guys. Uh, you, you know, they want it. They're like, okay, LeBron's playing great at 35. They act like he's 100. <laughs> uh, and uh, they do. They act like you know he's 35. I'm like, 35. Give me a break. But I just hope. I just hope that um, people use their common sense.
5: Yeah, but we love a storyline. The media loves a storyline. They wrote
7: this. Yeah, you're you're, you're correct. But you don't get to create your storyline. Your storyline is Giannis is going to, like I say, before he got hurt, they were going to come really close to 70 games. Really close. He's playing with Chris Middleton, who's an all-star. LeBron's playing with Anthony Davis, who's probably one of the top five players in the world. And then, like I say, they say, well, Giannis plays in the East. I'm like, LeBron, when y'all were bragging all those years, he made it to the finals, he was playing in the East. So, uh, like you say, you yeah, you're right. The, the media wants to change the narrative and make it what they, what it is. But the, in just my opinion, Giannis has been the best player from day one in the NBA this year.
5: I saw where you're going to auction off a lot of your memorabilia. Why now?
7: Yeah, I got, I got. A, you know, it's just, you know, I was talking to one of my mentors, Billy Cunningham, and he was, he was gonna sell his memorabilia because, you know, your kids don't want that crap. Um, and I, and first of all, I don't want to be seventy years old having people. Hey, let me show you my MVP trophy. I mean, I don't want to be one of those old guys. That happened a long time ago. And my hometown needs some help. Uh, you know, I was down visiting. Uh, uh, my friends in the last couple of weeks and my side of town is not great. And I think that I got an autograph deal with Panini and the guy said he can get a lot of money for my MVP trophy, uh, my gold medals. But my daughter, I asked her, cause she's the most important thing. I said, do you want this stuff? She said, I'll take a gold medal and you can auction off the rest and I got a lot of good stuff. I got a, a flag, a United States flag, uh, signed by everybody on the Dream Team that I stole from Barcelona. It's one, it's one of the coolest things. Uh, it was laying around. Uh, it, it, it was, and I grabbed it, and I got everybody to sign it. It's actually on the wall in my house. I got a lot of really good stuff. And then I don't need that stuff. Uh, you know, it's sitting around the house. It's actually around my mother and grandmother's house. They both have passed away. And like I said, it's going to be great for my hometown because it, it needs some work.
5: What can I buy?
7: Dan, you can't afford anything probably that I got.
5: Okay. Uh, I'm so, just curious if you had something, you know. I got the Danettes, too, that we can kind of pull our money together and I, I could buy Dan, something. Dan,
7: Dan, you know what? You know what? I apologize. I, I You know what? You probably are loaded All the, as long as you've been – in the television business, you probably you know, are still—you are loaded. Because you know what, you probably—and I'm giving you a compliment—you're in the conversation for probably the longest person who's been on television on major networks. I'm trying to think who's in the conversation with you. I mean, you might be—you uh, might have one of the—you've had one of the greatest careers ever. But between you being on on other networks and having your own thing now, you've had one of the longest careers ever. Well, thank you. No, I mean that's 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 incredible.
5: I'm kind like, of how, a,
7: about your, the, how about your Dayton Flyers?
5: They look pretty good. I I wish that they weren't getting this much recognition. That makes me nervous. They're a little too hot right now.
7: Well, you know, I hope that you know, the young kid Obi wins a player of the year. I hope Anthony Grant wins the National Coach of the Year because they've been great. Yeah, uh, I've been studying them for the last couple of months, man. They got a shot. There's no great team. There's no. There's there's some, there's probably twenty really good teams. It's up for grabs. I think Kansas will probably be the favorite, but they're not a strong favorite because Dayton, Gonzaga, Baylor. I thought Baylor might be the best team, but they've lost three out of four. Uh, but it's this I think, like to say, this going to be the best. Without the coronavirus in the conversation, this could be the best Final Four uh, NCAA tournament ever because of all the upsets.
5: Now, you've had a great career and a long career and two Hall of Fame careers as a player and a broadcaster, but I was sorry to hear that Draymond Green is going to take your job. Uh, I don't know how soon that's going to happen, but – is that this year or next? When does Draymond Green, because he's not going to be in the playoffs this year, but is your well, job safe?
7: He, uh, my job is safe. Uh, you know, I, Dan, Draymond Green, is, is uh, he's a nice guy. I like Draymond. Uh, and He's a good player. But you know what he is? He's like the guy in the boy band who's the least important number. <laughs> and he think he think the crowd is like cheering for him. He doesn't realize he's standing next to Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Yeah, he's the least famous person in the boy band, and he thinks he's a star.
5: So he's, he's Joey not. He's Joey Fatone.
7: You know, I'm not going to talk about Joey. I know Joey. Okay,
5: a Lance Bass. He's Lance Stop Bass.
7: Stop it, man. We're not going to insult <laughs> it about it. But he's like in the boy band, who's lucky to be in the boy band, and like he thinks all the girls are screaming for him. And like, no, they're screaming for Justin Timberlake. You're just in the band. Enjoy being in the band, because you're never gonna have any hit singles. Uh, but that's. But he's a nice guy. I like messing with him. Um, I do. I like messing with him. But he, first of all, he 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 don't have a face for TV. <laughs> he's got a face for radio, so he's not gonna get my TV gig.
5: <laughs> Would you trade your career for his career?
7: No, my career is, is what it is. I was a great player. I didn't win the championship. Uh, but there's a lot of guys who uh, didn't win a championship uh, are, are much better than some of these guys who get championship rings. Man, my, my career speaks for itself. I didn't win it. You know, I, I, I always find it fascinating when people want to try to shoot you down. They say you didn't win a championship. You know, it is a team game. Uh, it's a team game, but also some of these guys who got rings they would just own the team. They were bus, they were bus riders. They were not bus drivers.
5: (laughs) Uh, And it does come up. It it feels like that's when somebody goes scoreboard on you when they go, yeah, but you never won a championship. And like,
7: because they, they they act like, um, they act like you're playing uh, poker or something. And when they're, uh, it's like when they're like, I got nothing else to say, but you didn't win the championship. I'm like, okay, I got that. What else do you have? It's like, they act like we're playing tennis. I was like, you got no championship. That's game, set, and match. I'm like, okay, I get it. I didn't win the championship. Is that the only thing you got? <laughs> you know, I always laugh because I'm like, yeah, okay. I think everybody know I didn't win the championship. Is that your final point? Do you have like any more points? And they don't have any more points. Because, like I say, man, I think everybody know I was a hell of a player. I didn't win a championship. But, uh, you know, nobody thinks Draymond has than me or Carmelo Malone or Patrick Ewing or Elgin Baylor. Nobody thinks that he's got any common sense. But I don't hate on Draymond. He's a good little player. <laughs> and he's a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, when are but you going to – I told you though, he's in the he's in the board band. He thinks he's Justin Timberlake and he's not. Uh
5: when are you gonna start uh, selling off your sports memorabilia? Do we uh have anything to promote here where people can find out more information on this?
7: You know, you know what, Dan, I'll tell you what I'll do. Uh I'll let you know 'cause right like I'm in New York now. I gotta do Colbert tonight.
0: Oh, look and then at you.
7: Ma- yeah, then March Madness start uh Sunday. Uh, and so I'm crazy for the next month. And then I go right into the NBA playoffs. So nothing's going to happen to right after the NBA playoffs. And what I'll do is then, because you've been great to me all these years, I'll come on your show when, I, when, when we get everything set up and announce where people can go and bid on this, this, this stuff.
5: That'd be great. Uh, we had Christian Leitner on last year, and he admitted to stealing stuff from you during the uh, Dream Team.
7: Well, we were all stealing from each other because I got some Michael Jordan stuff. Oh. I I got a mic I got a Michael Jordan practice jersey, uh, a, a, a warm up, I got a Magic Johnson warm up. Uh I I was stealing like it was no t- every every game I was stealing stuff. That's the stuff that I'm on auction off, but I stole a Michael Jordan practice jersey, uh a, a warm up and I got a uh, got a Magic also so a lot of stuff going to come up. Them guys have been looking for them, <laughs> since 1992.
5: Magic's going to be bidding on his own warm-ups.
7: Yeah, yeah, I, you know what? I should do it. I should try to sell it to them first.
5: <laughs> I don't know if Jordan would be interested in buying, but Magic might want it.
7: Yeah, yeah. But, no, it's, it's going to be great, man. That's I'm good. really excited. I'm really excited about that.
5: Uh, have fun with uh, March Madness. We'll catch up with you again, and uh, always appreciate you joining us.
7: All right, my brother, you take care of yourself.
5: You guys take care. That's uh, Charles Barkley. We'll be on Colbert coming up tonight. We'll take a break. Play of the Day is coming up next. Settle on a poll question as well. And a couple of stats of the day coming your way right after this.
2: Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today, Geico.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at PodcastOne.com. Clicking on the support this podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and of course, supporting. And now back to the show.
7: Oh my God. The play, the play, the play
5: of the day.
7: What it looks like, I'm going to play it. This is the play of the day. Check
5: this out.
4: Clock roll to the logo. Ford
5: wants to go. Long range. Two. He's doing it. 1.4 seconds, and Jordan Ford has put the Gales up by one. St. Mary's Sports Radio Network, upsetting BYU to advance to the West Coast Conference Championship, where they'll take on Gonzaga in the conference finals for the seventh time in the last ten years. A little third-eye blind, Northern California band. Uh, St. Mary's and the Zags. Um, that'll be a good matchup there. that would be fun. Yes, Paul. A lot
3: of bids tonight. the Horizon, NEC, CAA, WCC, and the Summit League.
5: Hmm. I don't know what some of those. Now, I was going to say if you if you had a quiz on that, like where are who plays in these conferences? Whoa. Northeast Conference, CAA, the CAA. Uh-huh. That's the talent agency, right? They yeah, has their own tournament. Oh, yeah, yeah, they do. They're that powerful. Play of the day brought to you by Tecovas T E C O V A S dot com slash dp. Boots, handmade, full-grain leathers, world-class bootmakers. Tacovas cuts out the middleman and sells directly to you at amazing prices. Tacovas, Western Goods for New Frontiers. What's the poll question we're going to stay with, McLevin?
3: Okay,
6: this is a side one. Would you rather be, as a sports media professional, a bracketologist or an NFL draft analyst? So you only come out in the spring.
5: A uh, draft by far. I don't want to be a bracketologist.
6: No, you're not dissing Joe Lenardi,
5: I mean. I might be, but, I, you know, I, that's collateral damage. With, it goes with the territory of being Joey Brackets.
6: Is there any other job with the shorter shelf life of where you're relevant <laughs> than, than Joe Lenardi? Oh, uh, Kentucky Derby. Oh, know. like Randy Moss and those. Well, well but they lives. go to
5: the other races, though. You
6: work for six
3: minutes a year.
5: Well, no, they work for... Probably, Probably eight hours on those Saturdays. Yeah, that's, that's as low as it gets. Eight hours. Usain Bolt only ran for like three minutes a year and was the best athlete. I'd rather be a, a horse racing analyst than I would a bracketologist. I get to dress nice, go to the parties. There's no – nobody the, – the bracketologist is not getting invited to any party.
6: But you can say, like, you have a Ph.D. I'm a bracketologist.
5: Well, no, like <laughs> Matthew official. Barry, you're getting invited because people want to talk about fantasy, fantasy football. You know, that's, nobody's bringing Joe Lenardi. Hey, I got I got Joe Lenardi, the bracketologist. Oh, great. You know, let's talk about bubble teams. How about the first four? First four in and the first four out.
6: Yeah, McLum. Total. Another side question. You must have been in ESPN when Matthew Barry got there. Did you have any idea he would ever become this famous?
5: Well, there were other guys who were heading up fantasy back then, and this was before Matthew Barry. But, but he, you know, he's a he's a sociable guy, and and I think he's got a great personality, and because of that, I think he, you know, evolved into who he is, what he is now. But who was the first guy we had? Eric Carabel? Yes, Eric Carabel was the first guy who talked about fantasy, and and I had been in leagues before. I had been in fantasy league. I think the first fantasy league I was in was 1982, and uh, I was in football. So I, I was in it uh, for a long, long time, and I and I understood the cult following with it. I just didn't know, like, how big it would get financially. And now you've attached money to it, uh, you know, so obviously it's a big thing. It wasn't that big back in the 80s when we were we were doing it. But it was a lot of fun. I think I won $150 the, the first year I was in. Um, I think in 1983, I drafted all of the uh, Washington Redskins. I think I had uh, Gary Clark and Ricky Sanders. Uh, I think I even had Kelvin Bryant when he came over from the USFL. Yeah, McLevin. Which was your
6: favorite sport
5: fantasy-wise? I just love the drafts. I didn't like being in leagues as much as the I would walk by. I walked by a conference room at ESPN one day after SportsCenter, and there were a bunch of younger PAs, uh, production assistants, and producers, and they were ready to have a draft, and it was a basketball draft. I walked in, sat down, and drafted a team, and that's all I cared about. And I love the drafts where you have $100, and you have to build a baseball team with $100. How much do you go all in on a great player, a great pitcher? Like, that was fun. And then you're going, God, I got to get I got to get a shortstop for 25 cents. Like, who can I get? But that that was a lot of fun. Uh, the drafts I really, really enjoyed. What else do you have, McLovin?
6: Okay, I have a Tom Brady poll for clicks. No. But it's not just Tom Brady. It gets even more. Can you wait until the
5: top of the hour?
6: It involves a receiver I am tying to Tom Brady. That's all I will say.
5: Let's let's wait to the top of the hour.
6: But I do actually, the poll that I want to put up is, do you care about the NFL CBA? And if so, like, do you care a little, do you care a lot, or do you not care at all? I have a feeling not care at all might
5: win that poll. Well, I care about 17 games. As a fan. Then the playoffs. You know, how do they structure the schedule? other than that like we're not invested in their benefits and what they're testing for not testing for can you smoke pot like i i don't care about any of those things but then you know, they're not asking me to care about that i, I as fans i want to know how this affects my team if and it affects how i view what i'm watching what you know is, is amazon involved in this you know is is netflix going to get involved in it? like those are the things i'm going to care about when they do the new TV deal, because they want new revenue. They want other revenue. How do we get that other revenue stream? And that's what I'm curious about. But the other stuff, you know, I saw where uh, Adam Schefter just uh, tweeted, new deadline for franchise tags will now be extended to Monday per source. I'm curious about the franchise tags. Uh, you know, there, there's there's a lot involved in it, but, man, I can't go into the weeds. Yeah, McLovin. I do think
6: there's some politics at play. Like some, my theory is that people use the NFL as a surrogate for the government, and they talk politics. You know, Eric Reid obviously get involved. Like it becomes a political issue: unions versus non-unions. People, mm. people are attaching other things to this NFL deal, which always happens. Yeah,
5: we we do that in all walks of life.
6: Yeah, and the NFL is no different.
5: Yeah, Paul.
3: You know, they should change the name from franchise tag to something else because being called a franchise player used to be a really good thing. That guy's a franchise player. The franchise tag does nothing for the player, and they they don't want it. They should change it to the give up your rights for a year guy or something like that because I know it's a little wordy, but it just doesn't match.
5: (laughs) Uh, We got an email. This is from Ryan in Florida. Maybe Draymond Green would want to buy Charles Barkley's MVP trophy so he could have one. Ooh, that's spicy there. I like that. I like how Charles says, you know, Draymond's a nice little guy and trying to say complimentary things, but basically saying you're in a really good band, but you're like the bass player. Yeah, McLeod, or uh, Seaton. There's nothing complimentary about saying he's a nice little player. Yeah, no, no, there was there, There's no compliment in there. No, but he always says, you know, I like Draymond. Well, okay. You like him as a pinata. A nice little player. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. You're not Justin Timberlake. That's usually the guy who is not the lead singer who wants to let you know how important he is to the band. (laughs) Phone calls coming up next hour. McLovin has his Tom Brady poll question. Can't wait. And are we getting closer to having sporting events with no one in attendance? I think we are. Have a report on that coming up as well. One hour in the books, two more to go, and it's Tuesday, Dan Patrick Show.
4: Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify. And it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcasts. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right. No credit card necessary. And simply search for our shows to start listening.
3: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
4: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Uh Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually.
0: Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting.
4: Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: I never win and tell.
4: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season 3 of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. 7 questions, limitless answers. Hey everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude
1: Tanneritos.